The Connection Podcast, connecting you to the life of the church community within the parish of Yate and the Froomside Benefice. Good evening, everybody. A warm welcome to 6.30 Praise. And also, we are recording this uh, tonight uh, to go live out on a podcast this week. So a warm welcome if you're joining into the Connection podcast. Um, Welcome if it's your first time to 6.30 Praise. And if you are a regular, then welcome back. It is really good to have you here. Uh, My name is Justin Black, and I am in the beautiful position of being the leader this evening, but thankfully I am supported by a wonderful group of people that will make this evening happen. Uh, Before I introduce who is going to be in front of house, just a big thank you to the people behind the scenes who have made today happen. Of course, Wanda, the catering has been fantastic. Thanks for the coffee and cake. That's been great. Have you got an illustrious team with you this evening? There's people there. Yeah, well, actually, I have to give credit to Heather. Oh, she came in to help you along the way? Absolutely. And a huge thank you to the tech team who evidently make all of this happen because they sit in the back and they push all the buttons and of course make everything happen here today. So a big thank you uh, for the tech team today because evidently it's all very quiet without them. Um, So fantastic. So tonight we are going to be delving into the sermon series as we have been uh, for a couple of weeks now uh, looking at the book of Ephesians and we've got uh, Ephesians 2, 11 to 22 this evening titled One New Man. Uh, But before we get into that it's really important to link forward to something that's really exciting that's happening uh, within the church and that of course is Thy Kingdom Come. It's that season again and it starts on the 18th of May and as we enter into its eighth year, I'm going to invite Wanda, who has been tasked to lead up this year's uh, activities that are going to be happening and maybe linking forward to what 630 Praise will look like next week. Don't run. Don't run. (laughs) I don't want that happening. those who don't know what happened, I uh, did a pancake race with Hal and I fell over very near the start and um, I've torn something in my shoulder, but anyway, it is an ending. So, wonderful. Can you hear me alright? Is that okay? My Kingdom Come is a time between Ascension to Pentecost and that happens to be this Thursday, the 18th of May, running through to the 28th of May. And this is a time where we are intentionally praying for those to come to know God. And um, the idea, if you're wondering why on earth you've been given this sheet, by next Sunday, when Thy Kingdom Come, we are having a particular service dedicated to Thy Kingdom Come, we are going to put together something that will be absolutely amazing, we hope, but we need your help. And the dove's on here. We want you to write a name in each dove of somebody who you would like to intentionally pray for during the time of Thy Kingdom Come. If you can't think of five, you might like to write your own name. 
You might write to, like to write a prayer, or you might like to colour it in. So you, it's up to you. Although you've only got one crayon, haven't you? Never mind. Anyway, <laughs> and the idea of me giving you the scissors so that me, Helen, and Sally, and anyone else in the pilgrims group, Lisa, we don't have to sit on Tuesday night and cut them all out. So please write names, and during the service, please spend time cutting them out. So when we leave tonight, we can just take away a, a nice pile of doves. Anyway, also just to add to that is there is a book, if you didn't take one this morning, there is a book that is written by the very Reverend Bob Key that is a study during Thy Kingdom Come, which gives you a piece of scripture and a thought for the day, and they're really inspirational, so if you haven't got one, please take one um, from the back as you leave tonight. Thank you. Thank you very much, Wanda. That is fantastic and an incredibly great season to centre ourselves in a period of prayer, uh, and those resources are fantastic. So how is everybody? How has everybody's week been? That good, eh? <laughs> May is finally turning into a proper May, isn't it? The weather is finally getting better, it's getting warmer, there's more sun in the sky. Uh, it's certainly been a fantastic week. I've been getting over a nasty cold, but it is the season for snots and sneezes just before summer. Um, but I'd just like us to congratulate Steph, because she's here, part of the band today, and two weeks ago she became a married woman! Woo! So let's just congratulate her. How's married life? Is it still all right? Is it good? Yes, amazing actually. Look at that. Look at that. It's good to hear that. It's good. Excellent. Good news. Fantastic. Um, and of course, we've got Dave and the band who will he'll introduce himself and his band very shortly. Uh, he's got some fantastic songs this evening. However, in the middle of it all, we of course have got the uh, sermon series exploring Ephesians 2, 11 to 22. And of course, tonight's speaker is uh, one of those vicar blokes. If you've been listening to his podcast, you can evidently get the reference. Uh, Reverend David Jones, if you'd like to come up. Uh, AKA Dave Coaches, uh, we'd like to come up and just give a bit of a spoiler of what you're going to be delving into this evening. That face says it all. I wasn't prepared for this, you say. <laughs> I'm going to talk to you tonight about how Bristol is the greatest city in the world. I'm going to talk to you about how important it is to belong to a family like being in the family of Rovers supporters and calling yourself a gaffer. I'm going to talk to you about how baptism and marriage feed into Ephesians 2, 11 to 22, um, and about how family is important in lots of different ways. Nicely set up for us this evening, which is good. Um, as I mentioned before, we are recording this episode tonight for an episode called The Connection. Uh, it is a podcast that's been around for about five seasons now, and I've relaunched it recently. Uh, the idea this time is we're going to capture some of the great news and the great things that happen within Yate Parish and the Froomside Benefits. So at some point, I'm going to try and reach out to you and talk to you about some of the great work that you guys do. Uh, if you are interested in listening to a podcast, then it is available on all good podcasting platforms. You can even get, I think I'm safe to say that, Alexa to even speak to about it. Uh, less of my voice and more of the other people, but I do host it. But um, if you are interested in featuring or want to hear anything more about it, then there's a QR code on the screen, which we can put up at the end that you can scan, or you can evidently just find yourself in your own podcasting platform and find it there too. Okay, that's the end of the shameless plugs of everything else now. Let's get into this evening. Let's just take a moment to pause and to centre our minds and scattered minds in this crazy world and find God in this presence before we engage in this evening.
And I'll just read Psalm 51 and then we'll go into a period of prayer. Create me in me a pure heart, O Lord, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore in me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain, sustain me. God, we gather here in your presence. Father, we long for more of you. Jesus, we place you at the centre. Holy Spirit, come and fill our time together. Help us to be fully present here, to your word, to one another, and to the world you love. Amen. I'll hand over to Dave. Thanks, Justin. We're going to take some time now to, to be still, to reflect, to, to sing, to draw out of ourselves praise to, to God, to Jesus for what he's done for us, um, and also to let these words speak into our lives. So I would encourage you um, to please stand with us as we sing our first song, When I Survey. If you want to sit, if you want to kneel, if you want to find a space and spin around somewhere, that's fine. Um, do what you're comfortable doing and do what you need to do to just be here and let these words do their work in your heart. So we're going to start by singing When I Survey.
Father God, we thank you that uh, we can be your children because of what Jesus has done for us. Just give us a moment to, to pause and reflect on what that means. We're children of God. We're his family. Lots of us suffer difficulties in families, bereavement in families, suffer abuse in families and all kinds of things. But God is the, the father who loves us, who made us, who knows us, created us and breathes life into us, gave his son for us. And that's amazing. And that's a truth that can never change. We trust in him, no matter what happens in our lives. From our perspective, his perspective on us doesn't change. Father, we praise you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. Please have a seat. Dave, it's your turn, buddy. <laughs> Perfectly placed there. Your notes are on your phone. What a modern man you are. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Van. That was fantastic. We've got some more of them after, of course, the, to, tonight's talk. Um, Dave, can I just pray for you before you, can, you start? Please, yes, please do. Father God, we are so thankful that we once again gather here as a community for 6.30 Praise. But we ask you right now to be with Dave as he talks to us through this passage. That, we, uh, that you ask to be with us as we listen to your word through day. Amen. Give me a quick show of hands if you've listened to those Vicar of Blokes podcast over the weekend. This last weekend. Oh, only one. Put your hands up if you've listened to it ever. Oh, a few. I won't just pack up and go home now. Fair enough. This weekend, Howell wasn't there, so I recorded it with Lee, who you'll know, Lee Mayju, um, who's part of the 6.30 Praise setup. And we talked for the TV show about Eurovision. And I'd only ever seen it all the way through once or twice in my entire life. Um, so I watched it this weekend, all the way through from start to finish. So um, your prayers are greatly appreciated. Um, Lots of people are very enthusiastic about it. And I can see why they're enthusiastic. But we came second last. Second last. I didn't think that. All right. I mean, to be fair, what was her name? Mae Muller. She did sing out of key and her timing was off. She could learn a thing or two from the band we've got here tonight, to be fair. But she wasn't that bad. There were people that were worse, weren't there? Other than just Germany. <laughs> Why are we always the bomb too? It's almost as if people just don't like us. They just don't like us. Do they not realise that the that United Kingdom is the greatest place on earth? Do they not realise? What's wrong with them if they don't realise that? I mean, surely they know. And did you notice, those of you that watched Eurovision, that when it came to bridges, we have the finest bridge in the United Kingdom as the Clifton Suspension Bridge. Featured on the show, brilliant. People should know that's the finest bridge in the world, in the finest city in the world. Surely they should know that. Just don't understand, don't know what's going on with that. Not only that, not only that. I, I see it as Bristolian by birth for me, 
but gassed by the grace of God. I was deeply disturbed tonight that somebody had the audacity to wear a city shirt into the building. I mean, how could you desecrate a church with such a thing as that? How could you? Then there's that, there's that joke, isn't there? There's that joke that says, um, during COVID, God the Father wasn't seen very much. And so when he comes back to Jesus, Jesus says to him, where have you been? God the Father says to him, I've been in Wales, my son. And he says, Wales? What did you go, go there for? And he says, I was working from home, son, working from home. <laughs> It, it could have been. I definitely heard it from somewhere. Although you must admit that on the podcast, I am the funny one. There's something in all of us that makes us feel, in some way, superior to others. Money, power, influence, education, class, football team place of birth, or even the choices that we make in life. Now I'm not going to ask the men for a show of hands for who is circumcised and who is not. It does not seem like the sort of question you ask in polite society. But we do know that certain nations and certain cultures continue to view such things differently, and for a variety of reasons. Some medical, some practical, and for some faith, for exactly the same reasons as the Jews did, and still do. But certainly not those who are Gentiles, like you and I. Ephesians 2, verse 11. Paul highlights a very obvious point of contention, and that point is circumcision. Circumcision was the sign that you were part of God's chosen people, his chosen race. It was part of the law that set the chosen from the unchosen. We don't typically talk or even think in these terms. Nevertheless, that's us. Gentiles, those who would have been considered to not be the chosen ones. We'd be alienated, strangers. We would have no hope because we would not have God. Gentiles, who have not been raised following the 613 laws of Moses and all the additions that people saw to add. Sinners who do not have a relationship with God the Father. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. We don't want to miss out the sin of the Jews. The sin of thinking that they are better than someone else or another group. The act of circumcision itself isn't a sin. But allowing it to lead you to a point of arrogance and superiority is. 
The Jews were raised to look down on those who were not chosen. And the Gentiles rightly resented the Jews for this behaviour. In fact, the hatred that the Jews had for the Gentiles was so immense that the Jews said, God only created Gentiles to fuel the fires of hell. They referred to Gentiles as dogs, and some Jewish women even refused to help Gentile mothers in the middle of childbirth because to do so would be to help bring another Gentile into the world. Talk about racial superiority. Anybody would think they were English with an attitude like that. For many Jews, being Jewish wasn't seen as an opportunity to bring praise and glory to God. Rather, it was a license to detest Gentiles. Of course, that never happens with religious people anymore. The Jewish community believed they had hope for the future if they followed the commandments. The law and the prophets promised a path to salvation. And if they made the right sacrifices to atone for their inevitable sins, the Gentiles had no such hope. Salvation was not on offer, no matter what they did. The outermost court surrounding the temple was the court of the Gentiles. There was a partition, a little wall that separated the court of the Gentiles from the court of the women. So we're still not getting very near the centre then. At designated intervals along the wall, were signs written in Greek and Latin that prohibited the foreigners to come any closer. In fact, in 1871, one of those signs was discovered. And the inscription reads, Let no one of any other nation come within the fence and barrier around the <coughs> holy place. Whosoever will be taken doing so will himself be responsible for the fact that his death will ensue. Trespassers will be shot. There was no access to God for the uncircumcised. So Paul reminds the Ephesian church, both Jew and Gentile, that they share a common problem. They're sinners. All of them. And all of us. In the next verse, the story changes. We are told in plain terms that Christ came to be the redemption for all, Jew and Gentile. You who were once far off have been brought near. Jesus has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility. Jesus might create in himself one new man in place of the two. Reconcile us both to God. And Jesus preached peace to you who were far off and peace to those who were near. Those who, have, who had always thought themselves in the presence of God. Those who had always thought themselves to be the chosen people are now united with those who didn't see themselves as close to God. 
except through Jesus Christ. Paul's not saying we can do whatever we want, when we want and how we want. There is a way to live that is a response to Jesus. He's saying that when it comes to salvation, it's not limited to the colour of our skin or the language we speak or our education level or the amount of money in our bank account or our age or even our gender. We are united in the fact that we are all sinners. We are all equal in that, in God's eyes. Paul is highlighting that Jesus didn't come to make all Jews into Gentiles or all Gentiles into Jews. We share the problem of sin and our solution is always the same. Here's the school assembly question. Put your hand up if you think you know the answer. And somebody would always put their hand up and say something other than Jesus. You'd think they'd learn by now, wouldn't you? The answer's always Jesus. Jesus invites us all to be saved through him. There is no longer Jew or Gentile, slave or free. He invites us to be members of his family. So what does that look like? How does that feel for us? What does being part of that one family look like? Well, families are funny things, aren't they? There's loads of squabbles in families. There's loads of frustrations. There's agitation. I mean, my two sons get on really, really well together. But every now and again, they'll have that little bit where they're arguing over something really trivial. Right up until the point that I have to say, why don't the pair of you just shut up? Luckily, they listen. They stop their squabbling. We are united into that one family through our baptism. We are welcomed and adopted into a family. We don't have to be born into it. We don't have to be born in it. We have to be reborn into it in the waters of baptism. We don't have to marry into it. It's not like that sort of scenario. Now, there's an image that's important at a wedding. It's one of those things where I judge other ministers. It's very difficult as a minister of religion, I'll tell you, to go to anything anybody else is leading without a very critical eye. It takes away the enjoyment of worship sometimes. It certainly takes away the enjoyment of a funeral, I'll tell you that. Um, when you think what a dreadful job somebody else is doing and how are they bringing any hope to the people that are present. But at a wedding, one of the most important aspects is what happens right at the end when the bride and groom process back down the church. I wonder if it happened at yours. I don't want to know, because I might be critical. But as they walk back down the aisle, there's a really complicated turn to do at the top. So as what happens is, the bride leaves on the groom side of the church. And the groom leaves on the bride side of the church. Because they are no longer two separate families, they are united as one big family 
It happens, and I can see you nodding along. I'm so relieved. So relieved. So they're united by the union of that bride and groom walking down the aisle. They are now one big family. And truth be told, they're probably not always going to get on. That happens with your in-laws. It's life, I'm afraid. But actually, you have a common reason to love one another. You have a common reason to love one another. We have Jews on one side, we have Gentiles on the other. And that bit going down the middle aisle of the church is Jesus Christ. Uniting Jews and Gentiles, slave and free, male and female, making us all one in Jesus Christ. All one through our baptism, adopted as his children, saved. Not through anything we've done, but through his grace and mercy for us. Loved as as his very children. Loved and saved and united as one. So, there's a tough challenge coming on, isn't there? Sorry about that. That tough challenge is that when, when somebody comes in wearing a city shirt you don't automatically assume there's something wrong with them. When somebody says to you that actually there are problems in the United Kingdom, you don't don't judge them negatively. When somebody dare say that Bristol is not the greatest city on earth, maybe we need to stop and listen and find out what it is that makes them love somewhere else more. Because we need to listen to each other. We need to listen to our brothers and sisters in Christ and remember that that's what they are. Our brothers and sisters in Christ united through Jesus Christ members of one united family. Amen. Thank you, Dave. That's fantastic. Lots to think about there. So what I'd like us to do now is just to spend 10 minutes in little groups, be brave, speak to people maybe you've not spoken to before, uh, just exploring what you've taken and what you've heard this evening. Um, Resist the temptation to talk about Eurovision and Clifton Suspension Bridge and Rovers versus City, or even exploring 613 Laws of Moses. I would like you to do is to... Explore what it is to be part of the family and how do we face the challenge when we do see indifference in our life and recognising that we're all brothers and sisters of Christ. So just draw your focus and your attention back into uh, this evening's period of worship. I hope you've enjoyed spending some time with each other. It's great to share your thoughts and processes of of the sermon. And if anything, it's really nice just to get to talk to each other within the community of 6.30 Praise. Uh, Just a reminder, if you're not part of our WhatsApp group, then please do reach out to me. And uh, we've got the QR code here that you can scan and go in. It's just a great place to share 
uh, your life if you feel you need to, or there's any information we want to share with you on behalf of 630 Praise, and it's a good space for that too. Um, and also, this evening, if there's any part of this evening that you've discovered that you'd really like some personal prayer, or you just need to talk to someone, then please do reach out. I can direct you to suitably qualified people that are here this evening that can provide you some additional support outside of this service, because uh, uh, I'm very aware that people come here with a want and a need and a question, uh, and sometimes you can go not having that answered, and it's important that we provide you uh, space for that to happen. So please do um, come up and talk to me if, we need, if you need that space. Lovely, so I'm going to hand back over to Dave and the back who will take us through the next couple of songs. Thanks, Justin. And we're going to just spend some time now reflecting, singing. Um, if you'd like to just sit and reflect, please do so. Stand and sing with us. Um, we're going to sing a couple of songs and then we'll close in some, some prayer together. So let's stand and sing uh, a thousand times I've failed. <laughs>
Lord Jesus, we, we just lift up your name tonight for all that you've done for us. We, we know your heart for us, this, your heart for this town, this city, this nation, this world. Father, we pray that, as we've just heard from, from Dave, we pray that you will knit us together, you will take away from us a heart that can be judgmental, that can, be, that can have a disposition towards thinking we're better than others because of whatever, and we accept people for who they, for who they are and because you love them. Lord God, we thank you that through baptism we can come into your family. When we invite Jesus into our lives, you don't hold back, you don't give us a test, you say yes as we say yes to you. We want to do that, and we want that for our family, our friends, our loved ones, our neighbours, uh, the people we meet at the school gate in the office. We want that for the people of this town, this world. Lord God, as we go from here, we pray that you will help us to reflect you in that, that we will go to people that are far off and we'll preach that gospel to them and share that love with them. Thank you for tonight. Thank you for this, this place, uh, this space that you've given us, and we just praise you, Lord Jesus, for all that you are. In your name we pray. Amen. Please have a seat. Let's just uh, share our appreciation for tonight's worship band. Thank you very much. Fantastic. Well, I hope you have enjoyed this evening. I certainly have. And it's touched me in many ways to kind of resonate with Jesus and to just spend time with him, learning uh, and just spending time with that music, which is great. Um, one last thing we just want to promote, and that is uh, a fantastic uh, course called Alpha, which, Dave, you have been tasked in your nice new shiny role of looking at everything after ministry work or missionary work across uh, the Frumside and the Eighth Parish. Uh, you're running Alpha. Do you want to just kind of give us a snippet of what that's all about? I'm going to reflect something that Dave just said. We actually want our friends, our neighbours, those we care about, to be part of the family of God. We want them to see and feel and experience the love of God in the way that we experience it. And Alpha is an opportunity to look at the basic questions of faith, to be in community with others, discussing those questions and learning that God loves you and he cares for you and he wants the best for you. And hopefully, eventually, that might lead to bums on seats in church on Sunday. But that's not the aim. The aim of the Alpha Course is that people know they're loved by God and they start to build a relationship with Father, Son and Holy Spirit. So, on the 5th of June, at 7 o'clock, here in St Mary's, starts the seven-week course of Alpha. There are table leaders all ready to go, sort of. There, there's a list of the churches providing the food, and they still look shocked and horrified when I tell them. But I invite you to come. And for those of you that are really rock steady in your faith, I challenge you to invite somebody who's not. Now it would be really easy to say to somebody, there's an Alpha course taking place for seven weeks at St Mary's Yate, you should go. They may or may not come. What's more of a challenge to you is to say, there's an Alpha course taking place in St Mary's for seven weeks, why don't you come along with me? Let's go along and let's see what happens. They're much more likely to come 
If you invite them to come with you, than if you invite them to go alone. So reach out to your loved ones. Reach out to those that you want to see come to faith and feel the benefits that you feel from your loving relationship with God. And bring them along to Alpha, starting on the 5th of June, for seven weeks, seven o'clock, here on St. Mary's. Thank you, Dave. I'm a big fan of Alpha. It was an enabler for me to get to where I am now and stand in front of you guys. So uh, Alpha, it has meant a lot to me over the, over the period of time. I'm uh, very proud and very happy to be helping Dave as one of those table leaders as we go forward. So looking forward to that. And yeah, big challenge. Go out there, see if you can bring a friend along uh, to really discover that really good news. So let's just finish with a prayer. So if we just gather our thoughts, take a moment of please, and then we'll just pray. Father God, you saw it fit for us to gather in this place and worship you. It's not because we're perfect people, but because you're an awesome God that is worthy of our worship. Thank you for making us worthy to stand before you to worship you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Lord, as we close this celebration, may our worship be acceptable before you this evening. And thank you for the wonderful time that we have shared together. May we continue in your word and use it for the glory of your holy name. In Jesus' name, we believe and pray. Amen. Thank you. So next week, we've got a very special 630 praise. It's going to have a very strong Thy Kingdom Come feel around it. Uh, there's going to be prayer stations. There's going to be music. Uh, we'll let you know more throughout this week. Is that right, Wanda? Is that the best thing? Yeah, fantastic. We'll see you next week. Thank you very much.